Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and we're so glad that you've returned. If you're a return visitor, if you're new, welcome. Welcome to the video series or the podcast series. This is a series called The Promise from Jesus. And it talks about the greatest gift that Jesus brought to planet Earth, the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. But before we begin, you can contact us at thepromisefromjesus at gmail.com, thepromisefromjesus at gmail.com. Also, you can leave a comment on YouTube if you watch the YouTube. And if you're a podcaster, we're now available on 12 different uh, podcast stations. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Spreachers, Google, uh, Amazon, CastBox, Deezer's, Podcast Addicts, uh, Procasters, and Geo Sovin. And if one of those isn't yours and you listen to another one, let us know and we'll get it put on that for you as well. I really appreciate you coming back. The last time we were together, uh, we were in uh, chapter 14. And we had left off in verse 14. Uh, but before we go forward today uh, with this series, The Promise from Jesus, um, I had a, uh, a listener send in a, a request to talk about a particular word that uh, is in the interlinear version. It's not in maybe your particular version that you like. And that was the word deed, D-E-E-D. -E -E and in uh, this version, it, it was uh, used in verse 12. So I always back up a couple verses. So today I'll, I'll do 12, 13, and 14 before we continue in verse 15. So in verse 12, it says this, Truly, so let it be said to you, I am going to Father. They that trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest, they will also will now gain greater manifestations than these. So that's where the word was used. He says, and the deeds that I manifest. Well, the deeds that Jesus manifest. Uh, let me just give you a, a, an idea, a definition of it. Uh, deeds, an action that is performed intentionally or consciously. You might have heard it said like, uh, are you doing a good deed? Or that person is doing their good deed. But in this particular case, deed, it's an action that is performed intentionally or consciously. When Jesus said, if you trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest, right? These were actions that he performed intentionally for you and for me and for all of us, his children, his children. And he did it consciously. He wanted us to know him. So those, those were anything that Jesus has given us are his deeds, okay? They came straight from Father, and they were given to us intentionally. A second rendering of that word would be document or documents that is signed and delivered, okay? He delivered the new covenant to us. And we have a portion of what he brought to us in what we call our Bible, 
where it has been written and compiled, things that he did, like what we're talking about uh, in the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. And again, that's also known as the Gospel of John. But it's, it's, it's what he delivered to us. Those are his deeds. It's his teachings. It's his uh, precepts. It's his commands to us. They're his deeds to us. And another yet uh, third rendering of that word deed is something that has been conveyed or transferred and he has conveyed and transferred to us his teachings. He has conveyed and transferred to us the new covenant. He has conveyed and transferred to us his precious gift to us, the promise the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so deed, or he says that deeds, it's a big word. And uh, rightfully so, one should talk about it. So again, when Jesus said, they that trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest, okay? The actions that... Uh, he had performed intentionally and consciously to us. You know, his written word that he left for us and it's been transferred over to us, conveyed by the gift of the Holy Spirit. I hope I didn't make it more confusing. I really do. But that, that kind of gives uh, an idea about what uh, he meant when he said the deeds that I manifest. And on verse 13, this may be accomplished by anyone when you ask, in my name and there's no other name just remember uh, listeners there is no other name than the name of Jesus by which you will make a full connection with Jesus in his name there is no other name by which a person will be rescued will be renewed will be saved however you choose to understand that concept that he gave us there's no other name than the name of jesus okay and so that is very important and um, moving on uh, this may be accomplished by anyone when you ask in my name that that father and son may be glorified and this is always the key point remember uh, whatever we ask for, we want to glorify Father and the Son, okay? We're not asking for things that are really dumb, all right? I, I don't even want to go into it. And then verse 14 is where we, we ended last week. When anyone asks in my name, I will provide. That is a promise from Jesus, okay? If you ask in his name, he will provide. Now, just understand just understand that it is something very simple, all right? Don't get all caught up in it. You know who we're talking about here. We are talking about our Heavenly Father. We are talking about His Son, whom we call Jesus. The Old Testament said Emmanuel. And we are talking about the Holy Spirit. You can ask in any of those names okay it, it's just as important to understand why because they are one all right 
don't get all tangled up with religiosity and with, with uh, you know, well, it's got to be done this way. Let me tell you something. It has to be done in a way that is right with your heart, your inner person, okay? That's how it has to be done. So today, we're going to continue forward in verse 15 new, okay? And I'm excited about going forward in verse 15 and uh, pressing on uh, as far as we can get today because this is, I believe, some of Jesus' uh, most incredible teaching. And this verse 15, it kind of sums up what I was just trying to say, okay? Let's get started. Verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my precepts. Your version might say commandments. Others say commands. Some say teachings. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my precepts okay my teachings my things that i am conveying to you i'm transferring to you my deeds okay so here's the key right here today right off the bat in verse 15 he says if you love me i want to ask you a question do you love jesus do you love our Heavenly Father? Do you love the Holy Spirit? Now, this is a very important question. When I ask you, do you love Jesus, okay? I'm asking you something that can you answer? And you probably are, are right now saying, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Here's the, the importance in that question. The only one that really knows if you love him is Jesus. And why do I say that? It's because, you know, no person knows another person's heart. It is written in the word. We know that. For only God knows the heart of a person. And when we're talking about the heart of a person, we're talking about the inner person. We're talking about the spirit that was breathed into your earthen vessel. Okay, we're not talking about the physical boom, 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 boom. No, we are talking about that inner being that was breathed into you by our Father. Okay, and that, that is what we're, the question is directed to. Do you as a spirit that lives inside an earthen vessel, okay, do you love Jesus? And does Jesus know it? Does he know that you love him? And that is our most important goal as children of God. It is the, you know, I believe it is the single most important goal as a child of God. Is getting into a relationship with Jesus where you love him just as you may love your spouse, you may love your child, you may love your pet, you may love your grandma, your grandpa. You know what I'm saying? You know, we have love for people here. We have love for, uh, like, like our, our pets. We have love for our friends. But do you have that kind of a love for Jesus whom you've never really seen? You've never really physically had contact with? You know, I mean, this is an amazing thing to think about when you, you stop and consider that, you know, wait a second, I am loving my 
Heavenly Father. I really have never known him the way I know earthen people here on planet Earth. Like your spouse or your child or your pet or your friend or your neighbor or you understand what I'm saying? And that's the kind of love Jesus wants from us. And, and when you get to a place to where you have that kind of a relationship with Jesus, that you love him as your heavenly father. See, I love Jesus as my heavenly father. That's how I, th I think of him. I think of him as, as my dad, my Abba. He, he's my friend. And I really love him. Why? Why? Because he doesn't condemn me. He doesn't. He's always there for me. He always shows himself through many, many things that he is watching over me and taking care of me and, and that he's been with me since I was a little one because I met Jesus when I was very, very young. I didn't understand it, but I met him and he's always been with me and I knew from a very young age that he had a plan for my life and I hope you did too. So, this very first verse, if you love me, you will, not you might, not you could, not you would on just Sundays or once a month, but you will keep his precepts. The things that he transferred and gave to us, he conveyed a new teaching to us, and that's what he wants us to keep. And it's not difficult, believe me. It is, it is so easy. There's really nothing to it. If you're real, okay, if you're not real and you're playing games and you're living some sort of a dual life or, you know, you want to be something that you're not, you understand where I'm going with this, okay? But if you're real, this is really easy. He's not asking us to do anything uh, difficult at all. I mean, uh, I think the most difficult thing he's, he's looking for in us is that do we genuinely love him? That is, uh, I mean, uh, genuinely, honestly, I mean, you know, those go together, amen. And so not belaboring on verse 14 or 15, I'm sorry, uh, we're going to continue. In verse 16, he says, Then I will ask Father, and he will entrust you with more now this is important you got it before we go forward you got to understand he says if you love me you will keep my precepts my teachings my commands okay and in verse 16 he says this then i will ask father some versions say and then i will pray to father and he will entrust you with more an interceder, a comforter, an advocate, okay? An interceder that will indwell you on this earth. Now, verse 16 is very important because this is talking about the promise specifically. Now, Jesus says here, he will ask Father, he, you see, he is our mediator, all right, because that's why earlier when he said, if you ask in my name, okay, 
This is, this is Jesus mediating between us and our Father in heaven. He says, I will ask Father and he will, he will entrust you. He's not going to just give you, okay? He's not going to just give you this inner this interceder. He's not going to give you the advocate or the comforter. Okay? He's not going to just bam give it to you. No, he's going to entrust it to you. And when something is entrusted to you, remember, it is given to you for you to protect, to keep, to preserve, not to change, not to alter, not to make it your own but to keep it just the way that Father gave it to you. You know, because humans have a tendency on the earth that don't know Jesus, they like to take something that they might pick up, learn, or, or, or along the way, and make it their own, you know, this and, and try, you know, they embellish, I guess is the right word. We don't do that as the children of God. When Father entrusts something to us, especially something as important as this, the the indwelling Holy Spirit, which he referred to here as the interceder, or like I said, or the comforter or the advocate. And he says here, this interceder will indwell you on planet earth. Now this is the first time Jesus talks about having the Holy Spirit come and indwell, it come into you. Okay. Verse 17. Now he clearly says what the interceder is. Okay. He says the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't just stop there. He says the Holy Spirit of truth. Who knows you. For he will be given to indwell you. And will exist in you. I'm going to pause there for a second. Okay? The Holy Spirit of truth. This is why Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and another voice they will not follow. They will not follow a stranger. Because once you are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, the interceder, once that is it, you have been indwelled with that. Okay? That is... You, you are now not only indwelled with him, with his holiness, but you are indwelled with truth. And you can't be hoodwinked. You can't be led astray. You understand? You'll go somewhere and you may sit down in a group and you'll hear someone talking, but you will know right away this is not from Jesus. You'll know it's inside of you. You'll just say, whoa, wait, back up. This ain't right. Uh-uh. And you may want to get up and leave. And you should, as long as it doesn't hurt someone around you. You follow me what I'm saying? You don't want to be disruptive and you don't want to hurt somebody. And you don't want to cause someone to say, oh, well, they are just, you know, you, you want to do everything decently and in order. And especially looking out for other brothers and sisters that may be in bondage to something they shouldn't be in bondage to. Like maybe being a member of where you just heard something that you know isn't right. Okay? And you know that because you have been entrusted with the indwelling promise. And that, that is the Holy Spirit of truth. And Jesus said that 
when he comes, he knows you. You see what I'm saying? Does he know you? When I ask that question in verse 15, if you love me, does Jesus know that you love him? And if Jesus knows, then the Holy Spirit and Father knows. Does he know you? You see? And he says, for he will be given to indwell you and will exist in you. He will exist in you. Now listen, everybody thinks <coughs> that when you are given the gift of the promise, the indwelling Holy Spirit, now that you are walking around uh, on clouds, that you are always, always, you know, like, oh, I've got the Holy Spirit and it's always with me and everything I do and what I say and what, and, and, and well, let me just share something with you, okay? It is true. The Holy Spirit will exist in you and the Holy Spirit will be part of your life. But the, but the, the thing of it is, is that, you know, you have to understand that you have the freedom, the free will to live your life as a human being. And so just as you can, you can squelch out, you know, uh, your prayer time, your Bible time, your uh, uh, devotion time, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Because of, of being human, you can do the same thing with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, you can you can squeeze out the Holy Spirit, not squeeze him out of you, because once he's given to you, he's going to be a part of your life and he's going to stay part of your life. And that's all there is to it. OK, that is that is it. That's final. But you can get so caught up in things in the world that you can kind of like put the Holy Spirit in the background. You would say, well, how is that even possible? Well, it's possible, again, because of free will and free choice. You always have that as long as you are on planet Earth. And into another discussion, once we move into the book of life as revealed, uh, which is also called the book of Revelations, you're going to find out that you have that free choice in heaven as well. So here is the situation, okay? He is going to exist in you, and he's always going to be with you. The indwelling never really ever, ever goes away. There are things that you can push him out of your life, yes. And we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about this today where it says, The Holy Spirit of truth who knows you, for he will be given to indwell you and will exist in you. But now watch this where Jesus goes on and says this, But the world... Okay, these are people who don't know Jesus, that Jesus is not part of their life, and they certainly don't love him, all right? He says, but the world cannot receive him, him being the Holy Spirit of truth, because they do not see nor understand, okay? In order, in order for you to understand and in order for you to see, you have to be born from above. Remember, we, we talked about it in chapter 3, being born from above. And that's where Jesus, you know, he breathes that life into you. And you are, you become a child of God. All right. And uh, some versions say being born again. 
but it's it's being born from above and then when that happens you begin to see and you begin to understand but the world does not and jesus clearly says that the holy spirit of truth the world cannot receive so you know that that's true because there are many many people out there in the world that don't believe in jesus they don't believe in anything and i see them every day even yesterday I encountered someone that looked me dead in the eyes and said, no, I don't believe in any kind of a God. Just nothing. And, you know, all you can say is, wow, how's that working out for you? And verse 18, he goes on and he says, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come for you. Now, it's interesting that he says that right after this powerful, powerful teaching about the indwelling okay the holy spirit of truth and then he just throws this this little clause in there that says this i will not leave you orphans i will come for you and you know the thoughts here is that when he goes away and goes back to be with father the Holy Spirit takes over. Okay, that's the, the situation. You know, Jesus is going to hand the baton over to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is now caring for us. That's how important it is. That's why this teaching, it, it, I believe, is one of the most important teachings you will ever hear. Because it is the promise that Jesus said that, you know, you will be in, entrusted with an indwelling Holy Spirit who is going to take care of you until I come back for you. And that's why he said, I'm never going to leave you orphans. You're not going to be left alone ever, never. You are never. And no matter how you might feel in life, and there are some of you that don't have genuine family connections and family ties or don't have a lot of uh, social networking, and sometimes you may feel alone. But I'm going to tell you something right now. When you are a child of God, you are never alone, starting with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit of truth. Secondly, having Jesus be a part of your life. Thirdly, having your brothers and sisters and Jesus in your family, your church family, your church gathering. You're, you're just the body of, of Jesus overall as being part of you. You are never alone. And if, and, and if you're not having those connections especially with the body of Jesus, his, his gathering, okay, here on planet Earth, then it's your fault. It's not our fault. You have to just let people know who you are, and you will never be alone here. I can tell you that right now. And there's a lot of people that are, they never really tell anybody. And I think it's better if you do, because we should be networked. Now, verse 19 says this. Jesus says, I am, all right, I am eternal life. Wow, there it is. Hello, Jesus, if you ask him my name, he said, verse 19, I am eternal life. That is, the, that is one of Jesus' keys to you. He says, I am eternal life. And you that learn of me, you also will have eternal life, okay? And you that learn of me, all right? You also will have eternal life. Remember, 
Remember what he said just a little bit back? He said, I am going to Father, they that trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest. Okay? They that trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest, what he has given us. If we learn those things and we trust him, he, Jesus just told us right here, you also will have eternal life. Okay, now listen, a lot of people will, will tell you that it's just a simple prayer or you just have to do this or you just have to say this or you just have to, you don't have to do anything. Let me just tell you why I say that before you turn me off. Okay, I want you to hear this. What needs to happen is that you need to talk to Jesus. You need to, to, to learn to get into a relationship with him and let him talk with you. You know, you ask Jesus to be a part of your life, as simple as that, wherever, however, whenever you do that as a child, okay? He is going to become part of your life because whoever asks him or invites him in, he will come. And he will become a part of your life. And he will begin to manifest himself in your life. And he'll begin to help you understand and learn and grow. And how will he do that? He will do that by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's not going to leave us orphans. You're not going to ever be left alone here. He is going to be with you at all times. How? Through the Holy Spirit, which is Him. Okay? The Holy Spirit is Jesus. Jesus is Father. Father is the Holy Spirit. And it's just one. All right? It is just different manifestations of one. One source. Okay? And so, Jesus says, Yet a little while, and then the inhabitants of the earth will no longer see me. And that's because you know what would eventually happen at the end of his time on planet earth. And then he will return back to be with Father. And so this is why he is presenting this teaching to us about the indwelling Holy Spirit because he knows that his time as a human being form on earth, you know, with our Father, the Holy Spirit and Jesus indwelling a earthen vessel, that it's coming to an end, but he wants us to understand that it doesn't end there because you will be indwelled by the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is truth. And remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. Just to make a connection there for our brothers and sisters, okay? Verse 20, on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and I am in you, and you in me. Now, we know that the outpouring 
of the Holy Spirit for indwelling his children would happen after he leaves. It didn't happen uh, that way for some of his disciples that walked for him because there are times when he empowered many of his disciples that were with him with the Holy Spirit so that they could go forth and do what he wanted them to do. And in the last moments before he left, he actually breathed on his disciples after they had a meal together. And it says he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And then he left. And then we know that 50 days later, uh, as they were gathered in an upper room, there was an, a, a huge outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was like the, like the, the initial release of the indwelling Holy Spirit onto the earth, unto the children of God that love him, that keep his teachings and his precepts, and that continue with him in a relationship that is genuine and honest. That's what Jesus was talking about. He says, on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, that means you will know that they are one and that the Holy Spirit is one with them. And I in you, you will know it. When you receive the indwelling Holy Spirit, your life will change. Believe me, it will change because you will know that Jesus is a part of your life. He is He's with you. He's in you. He's part of you. He's everything. I mean, you will know that. And you will know that you are in me. That's important. Because that's where you know that this is beyond real. This is, this is beyond real, okay? I mean, you know how people, they say, how do you know that God is real? How do you know that Jesus is real and the Holy Spirit? This goes beyond that. Once you've received the indwelling, once the promise has become part of your life. And I want to just say something at this point. The requirement for this is very simple. There is a requirement, okay? And it's where we started today in verse 15. And it says this, if you love me, that's where it starts. Okay, that's all, folks. Don't even begin to think that there's more to this, that you have to do these works, those works, these deeds, those deeds. You don't have to do anything except love Jesus and he knows it. Okay, he knows that you love him. That's all you have to do. All right, you don't have to do any more than that. And if someone's telling you you've got to do something or you got to go through procedures or this, that, or the other, walk away because it is this simple. All you have to do is love Jesus and make him a part of your life and watch what happens. This is what happens right here. Verse 21, he says, They that keep my precepts and fulfill them are those that love me. Do you see how this is networking together? And those loving me 
will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and will manifest myself to them. Verse 21. 14, 21. He said, they that keep my precepts, my teachings, my commands, you know, what I have conveyed and transferred to you, my deeds that I've entrusted to you, and fulfill them. Okay? Fulfill them. Make them a part of your life. Live them. You fulfill what he's given us. Are those that love me and those loving me will be loved by my Father. Amazing, isn't it? And I will love them and will manifest myself to them. You see, there's no simple little prayer there. There's no simple little actions or behaviors. There's nothing more than just locking into 21, okay? Lock into it. You know, if you are, are, are in a place and you just don't, you're not experiencing this right now, then stop everything that you're doing and, and try to focus on having this genuine and honest love relationship with Jesus. With our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. Try to enter into a relationship where you trust and you want to learn about what He has for you. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you do this, it's amazing. Why? Because the last part of that verse says, Jesus says, and I will manifest myself to you. That means he's going to make himself known to you in a way that goes beyond real. That goes beyond understanding. That goes beyond any kind of educated reality that a person may think they're living in. It goes beyond this entire universe. Because once Jesus manifests himself in your life, it is an experience that will change you for eternity. I mean it. It's great. And you don't want to miss out on this. This is something that is a free gift to you. You just have to ask. That's all. And the only thing standing in between you and receiving this into your life is humanity. That's the only thing that stands in the way. And that is driven by your free will. So there is something to be said about submitting yourself unto the love and the trust and the manifestation of Jesus because you will find it is life changing for the the best believe me for the absolute best 
So I've run on a little bit longer than I, I normally do today. And I'm going to stop here at verse 21 today. And I'm, I'm sorry for rabbit trailing on some items here today. But I got to tell you something. Go back over this. And really get a hold of it. Because this is some of Jesus' most important teaching right here. It all starts with us loving him. He loves you. He's just waiting for you to enter into a relationship with him that is genuine and honest and trustworthy. And that you, you take him and make him a part of your life like you would anyone else you do here that you love so very much. So until next time, Jesus loves you. I'm so glad that you came back. Share this with your friends, family, and foe. And until we see each other again in the next video, you make sure that you take time to pray, study, and connect with the Holy Spirit. Jesus loves you. Bye-bye.